thank you for joining us today. My name is Erica Kramer with Martin Brothers, and we're glad to be spending time with you again today because we all know the time you invest in self-development not only increases the trajectory of your success, but the success of those you lead as well. I am super lucky to have my coworkers with me, uh, Rob Fiore and Chris Smith. They're joining me today to share their wisdom and knowledge. Uh, Rob is our Director of Solutions and has been with Martin Brothers for eight years, but a fun fact is he's been working with Martin Brothers for 17 years prior to joining us officially. So he knows a little bit about us, that's for sure. He, uh, Chris is our Key Account Specialist. That's kind of a mouthful. I've never said it out loud. I just read it on your tagline. He is a key account specialist and has been with Martin Brothers for 10 years. But Chris, you didn't start off in uh, solutions with Rob, did you? you yeah. You, you char- okay, I've you always did. been in solutions. You've always been solutions. Well, now a fun fact for me now. So both of them know everything there is to know about all of our non-food segments at Martin Brothers. So I'm talking chemicals, I'm talking paper products, I'm talking the now spotlighted topic, thank you to COVID, infection control. But before we get into the serious stuff, we have to do our icebreaker. So you guys know our audience Uh, I like to have them get to know you too a little more than just your title and tenure at Martin Brothers. It's kind of boring stuff. The question is, if you're part of a team that announced you with a walk-up song, what would that walk-up song be? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Mine would be September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Nice. And everyone should know that because even if you're younger, you probably heard it on Trolls. Absolutely. <laughs> it was reborn. Okay, so September, the oldie goodie. I'm going to say a walk-up song has to either get you excited, like you want to run through a wall, yeah. or that it should make you want to dance. Yeah. And so I'm going with Stand Alive by the Bee Gees. Oh, no. Because when that kicks in, everybody's just <laughs> dancing and, and ready to go. So, yeah, Stand Alive. Staying Alive. Okay, this one was a a tough one for me because the first couple that I picked would have been inappropriate to say. So, um, I am going to go with All I Do Is Win that features DJ Khalid. It's really good. All I do is win. No no one wants to hear me sing, so we'll stop there. But totally agree. Uh, Gets you pumped up and ready to go. Rob, yours puts you just in a good place. It's it's funky time. It just gets you moving. Happiness. (laughs) Like it. I like it. All right. So today we're going to be discussing how technology can help balance your life as a leader and hopefully maybe contribute to helping avoid burnout as well. If you haven't joined us um, for the rest of this year, we've been focusing on workforce transformation at Martin Brothers. And every month we focus on a topic that has to do with workforce transformation. So a lot about the leader. And while some people love technology and some people hate it, it is true that the right technology utilized the correct way will inarguably create efficiencies, which is going to save you time. And sometimes that will even save you money. So technology is a pretty huge topic. We are going to break it down and connect it to our customers' biggest challenges right now. And most importantly, this is Chris's favorite topic, we are going to talk about the why 
behind each of the things we discuss. So if you're listening to this, while we do discuss the senior living industry a lot on this podcast, just pointing out that the challenges um, that our senior living customers face are, are very similar to other segments that we service, so restaurants, schools, etc. cetera. Uh, because the challenges we've identified today are staffing shortages, manager and team burnout, and turnover and retention. See, everyone listening can probably relate to what I just listed. Sure, there's other things that are specific, but those are definitely the top challenges in this country, not just in one industry. So guys, to begin, how can technology help with staffing shortages? Well, one thing we gotta realize is staff isn't coming back. I right. mean, there's been plenty of opportunity for staff to re-enter the, the workforce through COVID at the, toward the end of it. Um, so as a result of that, people are having to take on more, uh, do more with less. You know, we've heard that throughout many industries. Um, so what we really need is, is a way that we can do the tasks, the everyday things that these people used to do more efficiently. Correct. I, I heard an interesting fact yesterday that we had 5 million people retire early during COVID. I didn't realize that. Wow. So um, anyway, so that's kind of overwhelming and definitely speaks to what Rob just said. Um, so yeah, definitely create efficiencies, that's for sure. And I do know that technology can be overwhelming with so many things coming out and we've got so much change going on and change is going on faster than it's ever been before. Uh, so share with us a couple favorite new technology products and what you are seeing that's creating actual legit solutions. I think we could even look at some of our, <clears throat> pardon me, our, our cleaning equipment, for instance. We've got some, a lot of people use regular vacuum cleaners to clean a hallway, and it may take them an hour where we, you can buy a, a large, a wide area vacuum cleaner, and you get that done um, in half the time. So you're just being a little bit more efficient there. Um, so we're starting to see serving robots, um, servers, yeah. where they, um, it just helps out bringing food to the kitchen or from the kitchens to the dining room tables. Um, it's just, it's, it's been exciting for the people that have seen them. I've seen them personally and I, it was fantastic to see a robot come to my table and somebody um, give me the food off of that robot. Um, pardon me. Um, disinfecting wands mm -hmm. have been something that's been starting to be popular. Um, we've seen electrostatic sprayers for disinfecting purposes. Um, a lot of apps are out there now just to help. Uh, we've created an app. Yep, SafeCheck360, yep. That helps uh, just efficiencies there. So technology, it sounds scary, but there's a lot of things out there that can help. And like Chris said, there's a lot of technology that has been out there for, for years. It's just starting to get more and more uh, accepted because of the lack of staffing. Uh, some of the big, big box stores, you know, they have automated floor scrubbers. So instead uh, of somebody yep. out there pushing a mop or even running a, a walk behind scrubber, they have these robotic scrubbers that just go out and start cleaning the floor with nobody attached to them. And that's, it's amazing, but they can do it without somebody having to be there. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I want to go back to the robots because that's starting to get to be a hot topic. And once again, all industries, I think before 
we, especially before COVID, we would have thought it would have been a little weird to have a robot come out and serve us our food now. Like you said, Chris, it's more acceptable and, and interesting. But the robot is going to also, we can do more than just serve food, correct? They're doing a lot of different things. Right now, you know, like I mentioned before, the scrubbers are like robots. Uh, we have senior living and restaurants that are using robots for serving, for, for bringing back uh, bust tables mm -hmm. uh, back to the dishwasher. Um, they have cleaning um, robots that can be set just to do small scale all the way up to the big box stores. Uh, they even have disinfecting robots that use uh, ultraviolet light and can run when nobody else is even around. So picture going through a, a school or a restaurant or a senior living facility in the evening time, making sure that everything is being disinfected to eliminate any of the risk of, you know, infection. Um, you know, and the big reason why this is becoming more prevalent is, like we stated earlier, there's just no staff. And we don't know if they're ever going to come back. Um, and if you weigh out the cost of some of this technology, especially robotics, and put it against what you'd have to pay the staff, it's actually very advantageous to go that direction. So you brought it up, but let's talk a little bit about that um, return on investment or ROI. Why is that changing? And, and for our audience, if they're sitting here going, that's actually a really good solution. I don't think my owner, my manager, my administrator would go for it. What are some things that could arm them with a great argument to back up this solution? Because the robot's going to take care of the cost of at least one employee, right? I think a lot of people are looking at the upfront cost. Yeah. <clears throat> and pardon me. They need to look at, you know, it's what are the dividends that you're going to pay going forward? It may cost you X amount the first year, but the second, third, fourth, and subsequent years, um, it, it's already paid for itself. So your money ahead. Um, I think the people that are, a lot of people that are making the, the, the decision makers understand that, and it's just having conversations. I mean, hiring people is a task on itself, and you really don't know how it's going to work out. You could bring somebody in, you put them through orientation, you put them through training, all that costs the company money, and then you have the expectation that they're going to show up the <laughs> very first job. day to, to come to their job. They're going to be able to follow the tasks that you ask them to do, um, and maybe they do that, but then you're still paying them when they're not doing anything. You're still having to pay them benefits. Or there's always a chance that they're going to call in sick. Oh, and maybe they don't get along with another employee, so you have to worry about that. Where if you look at a, a robotic um, solution, solution yep. you know, these you come in and there's, yeah, there's upfront costs. And, and that's what, you know, we have to break that down and say, okay, once we get this in place and we've made this investment, I can run that thing as much as I want throughout the day. I know it's always going to be running. I know I don't have to worry about it calling in sick. I know I don't have to worry about it arguing with another robot. You know, so, <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a lot of good points. Not that you want to take the workforce out of the industry, but the workforce isn't wanting to come to the industry. I will point out if your robots start arguing with each other, please right. tell someone right. because we've got, <laughs> we've got a situation on our hands. They're taking over. Uh, 
Okay. And I, you know, I feel like creating efficiencies and finding true solutions to fill the gaps that you're saying, hey, staff aren't coming back, let's say. Um, I mean, that's, that's the truth. And a lot of times, the sooner we just accept it and find the solutions, the better. And what, what a good problem to have if they do come back, but they're not. Let's get over this. Um, so creating these things will also help avoid manager burnout because that's another issue, right? So the manager shows up. They have to work to offset the, the um, tasks that aren't being done by the staff who aren't showing up. And they get to a point where they say, hmm, I'm out of here. Choice words, I'm gone. And then we've got a burnt out manager, now no manager in that role. So then we take someone who maybe is not qualified and just put that warm body in the place. And then they don't know how to manage. And then they don't do a great job of keeping staff. So we're just starting this cycle all over. But why else does technology help and what else can others do to use technology to help the manager role specifically? I think the manager role, for instance, <clears throat> we they're, they're tasked with doing a lot of extra things now. In the past, you may have been able to, and I guess I'm going to liken this to when I get the grocery store ads, I see this grocery store has this, this grocery store has this, this grocery store has this. So I'm going to pick and choose. I'm going to go buy these products here, these products here, these products here. Well, now I don't have time to do that. So I'm going to buy everything at, at one place and come to find out I'm probably, I'm, I'm probably just as good off staying in one place as opposed to traveling to multiple different places. And what, you know, what's my time worth? What's fuel worth, you know, yeah. right now? Yeah. Um, and I think we could, use that in in this aspect where people use people can use one vendor mm-hmm. and and they can get the most out of that vendor you know besides besides products what kind of resources what kind of trainings what kind of things can they help them with obviously we're a you know we're a food distributor but we do many more things other than just selling food um, and if we can save the manager time by just having one one source one go to person or one go-to company um that'll that'll free up a lot of a lot of time for them mm-hmm. i also think you know on the technology side we talk about our safe check 360. i mean that gives a manager an opportunity to have everything laid out for what needs to be done so uh, not only can he or she help complete those tasks it's a, easier to assign those to other people to make sure they get done um mm-hmm. It, 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 in essence, it'll save them time because it's all right there in front of them and they know what needs to be done. And, and to Chris's point, utilizing a, a company like Martin Brothers who can provide those additional resources and trainings to help get that manager um, comfortable with those type of tasks um, as well as cross-training other people because we have to utilize other people and mm-hmm. whether it's a restaurant, a school, you know, we're asking other members to do things they've probably never done before. You know, how do we make sure they're doing it properly? That Safe Check 360 is a great opportunity to, to help them do that. Well, and I think you bring up a good point. A lot of times when we say technology, we might think initially or go to far out technology like robots, but even just apps like you're saying. Can those help you be more efficient? Can you do ordering online, on the go, um, instead of having to sit at your desk and do it? Can you be out around your team 
and getting that done as well. We've got some really cool products like the combi oven, and Rob can speak on that, where you can cook five different things, all you know, put it all on one different shelves and close the door, and it'll all be done at different times. One may bake, one may steam, one may roast. It's, yeah. it's pretty amazing. But even though the simple things, you know, um, from like concentrated chemicals as opposed to ready to use, you know, there's a, not only a big cost savings, but it's done correctly. Uh, we've had experiences where we've asked people how they mix their chemicals, and it's a, well, I, I glug it into the bottle and I fill it with water. Well, simple technology is a dispensing piece of dispensing equipment that will actually mix it accurately every time into that bottle or into that mop bucket, which makes it easy for the manager to assign it to almost anybody to do mm -hmm. that task. Mm -hmm. And and the manager can sleep at night knowing that things are clean or people aren't going to get sick from well, yeah, too much it, chemicals exactly. on things. So, so we'll also help you go to sleep at night, managers, and you're <laughs> welcome. All right, so we've got um, some solutions to offset our staffing shortages. We've added solutions to help our managers so they aren't ripping their hair out. Due to, no offense, Rob. That was not a case. I lost that hair a long time ago. <laughs> if you don't know Rob, he has no hair on his head, so that's why I felt a little rude saying that while I looked at him. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. <laughs> now on to a tough challenge, turnover and retaining good employees. So what should customers focus on, or anyone, I don't need to necessarily customers, but what can we focus on and how can technology help tackle this problem? I think we've kind of we've had to grow with with everybody else, and we've seen that um, maybe we in the past training has always been a, a big aspect of our job, and we did a lot of uh, on-site trainings. And over the last couple of years, we we've not been able to do on-site trainings, so we've created videos, mm -hmm. or you know, we've utilized Teams or Zoom or any of those things. So, I mean, both of those are are as ways that you can get in front of customers. And, and help with trainings. Um, I think the trainings are super important. And to go back to what Erica said before, it, understanding the why is super important to me. Um, I, how many people I've ever said, or you, you told your, your child to do something, and they said, well, why? Because I said so. You know, and they just look at you like, uh, I don't know what that means. doesn't seem to work like that anymore. <laughs> you know, um, but if you can explain to your staff, um, we use this product to do this or understand why it they might not not necessarily agree with it but hopefully they have a better understanding um the other day i went out to eat and uh, i watched a lady sanitize air quotes sanitize a table with a febreze bottle and i just oh. sat and watched and i don't think she understands why she shouldn't be doing that and uh, I just, I'm not sitting at that table. We asked to sit at a different table. but And they probably sanitized that one for Breeze as well. But it just made me feel a lot better. Um, but anyway, training is super important. And, you know, it isn't just, hey, read a book or watch a magazine. Um, be inter interactive with, with your staff. And whether that's technology, whether that's hands-on, um, just helping them understand why they're doing this um, goes a long way. Yeah, I don't 
I don't think people just make up things to do just to make them up. Mm -hmm. I think uh, we do, a, as a company, we do a very good job in our trainings explaining the why. You know, why do I have to rack the dish rack that way? Well, let me explain why with the spray pattern and, and how we want to get all the surfaces clean. Or why do I have to leave that on the, the surface for five minutes to, to disinfect? Can I just wipe it on and wipe it off? We can explain the why. And I think most people will accept that and then they'll probably do a better job because they understand the importance of it. Correct. I think yep. human nature is also to find the easiest way to do things. Mm -hmm. And if people understand whether it's selling, whether it's cleaning, whether it's um, coding on, on a computer, if it's a five-step process, it's important to do the five steps. If you cut out one, um, it may affect mm -hmm. two, three, or four. We've heard a lot of from a lot of customers, um, I don't have time to do that. Well, I... I, I really disagree with that. You don't have time not to do it the right way. Um, because if you, if it, again, if it's a five-step process and you only do two steps, then you have to go back later and do steps one through five. And then, you, or you're only doing one through three. And then, so you're doing these things multiple times. It's costing you more in the long run if you would have just done it right the first time. So to say you don't have time, I, I just don't, don't agree. Yeah. That's another reason why that Safe Check 360 could be a key tool for these people because it does lay out boom 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 and you know I, I, I can't agree more with Chris on that I, I think you know it is human nature for it's like uh, I want to get this done in one easy step and I'm not saying we have to do it in 47 complicated steps but there's a reason why we do what we do and why we recommend it and why manufacturers recommend it so um, it's, it's just really important to follow those and explain the why, and hopefully you get the buy-in from your employees, and they understand it, and then they make it important as well. And I think the training is so important because that is one of the many reasons why people don't show back up is because they don't feel confident. They don't know what, what they're supposed to do, but they don't want to ask. Um, I know in senior living, they eat their young. So anyone who does stick around, if someone comes and asks for help or doesn't know anything, they could get their head bitten off. For well, you can't assume that people know how to do it. And I, I tell this story all the time. I remember my teenage son, I had him out, and I asked him to sweep the garage. And I just assumed he knew how to use a push broom. He'd never watched me. He didn't know how to use it. And I was like, don't you know how to... No, you probably don't. Let me show you how to do it. And th that's just a, a a light example of it. But, I mean, people in a, you know, in a laundry and a health care, just load the washer. Ooh. Okay, but <laughs> there's several wrong ways of doing that and, you know, and one right way. Mm -hmm. Don't assume that they can do it. So that goes back to the manager, you know, making sure that they do spend the adequate time and, you know, if I'm confident that my people are doing what they're supposed to be doing and that person's confident that they're doing it right, it will go a long way with retention. I think one other thing on training, it's not just a one and done. Right. Training is continuous and training is all the time. Um, as new staff comes on board, <clears throat> they may say, okay, go go with, uh, go with Rob and he's going to train you how to do it. Well, Rob's been doing it for 30 years and Rob's been doing it wrong. 
because he was trained once and over the years he has learned how to take those five steps into two so now he just trained the new person into doing two steps instead of five so you know we need to continue sorry rob i didn't even see that bus coming. <laughs> it, just, it just took me right out but uh you know on, training needs to be ongoing all the time yeah. um and so we're we're being more efficient and we're doing things right um again you, you have time to do it i think too um post-COVID for sure, but we have a younger generation that's entering the workforce, and they're used to technology. So if you've got training on an app or, or something like that, that is going to be more relatable to them than something that they see on a piece of paper and have to write out the answers to a test. Uh, even my son has his I don't know what they're called anymore, but basically the Iowa Test of Basic Skills. If you're a millennial and older, you know what I mean. <laughs> but he's got a computer. And so I said to him, just relax. And, you know, if you know something's wrong, cross out that answer. And he goes, oh, no, I've, I've got a tab and I can check it. And then that'll take that answer out for me. And then if I want to flag it and go back, I'm like, oh, my gosh. So that's what, you know, these younger generations are used to is all of that help. And that's the worst technology out there too. Besides me. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, because of, yeah, I mean, word check on uh, when they're using, because it's all technology. So you got to get used to bringing technology into the workplace and using it for training and for doing their jobs because that's what they're used to. Yeah, we, you know, how many people, I, I'm old school, I guess. I like to call people mm-hmm. and my kids would rather not talk to me on the phone they're gonna they're gonna text me or they're gonna message me you know and i guess that's that's the how they grew up and that's all what they know and they're comfortable with and you know some of us older people need to i guess adapt to technology and and embrace it because it's it's here and it's making things better Mm -hmm. agreed agreed well i think we've made our case on the why behind you should why you should use technology and we did briefly touch on you know, the ROI of it, but um, any specific examples or ideas on how managers can advocate for this investment in technology? So, I mean, just a, a couple examples. I, you know, an average worker, you know, I guess even if you paid them minimum wage or $10 an hour, $12 an hour, $15 an hour, um, a lot of this technology, like for instance, the serving robots, it's probably gonna be more like $3 an hour. So, I mean, yeah, you're gonna make the investment up front, but you're literally, it's working out to a fifth of what you might be paying somebody else to do that. Um, ROI on uh, you know getting a dispensing equipment, a lot of times that's provided, but you're going to save a lot of money a lot of just by you know mixing things properly not only is it safer and mixed the way the manufacturer tells you it should be mixed but it's also going to save that excessive loss of glugging stuff in um, that's a, just another great example um, safe check 360 there there is an investment to that but knowing that all your tasks are done and they're done in a timely manner and they're done correctly I don't even know how you can even put a cost on that because right there you're, you're making sure that everything's done, documented, and you're hitting the point of the technology that the younger people really want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
that's the those are hopeful things so you know i feel like we've um been given some giving some really good technology ideas and we've related it to what technology why use the technology how we use the technology and even the roi of the technology any uh any other parting words or thoughts for our audience on this topic I feel it's really important to, for people to understand that technology isn't here to replace workers. Um, just like we talked about at the beginning, staffing isn't coming back. You know, we're all giving substantially more to do. Um, our buildings are the same size, and you know, we have we still have to get them clean. Um, so, technology isn't to replace workers, but it's to help make them more efficient. We want to give our our employees the tools to properly do the job and do it efficiently. Um, if it took five people in the past to do a certain job and now there's only one person to show up, that one person still has to do the job of five. And so technology is there to make it so that one person can do the job of five. And we still need to meet the expectations of, of our customers' customers. You know, someone going out to eat still wants the same expectation of getting their the service that they've always had in the past well we have less people to do that so how do we make that you know still convenient for them well a lot of places have gone to the tablets for ordering or ordering at the table uh you know you can order ahead there's all those type of things um you know healthcare. those residents still have the expectations that they're going to get you know, the clean room, you know, the meal served on time, the way it should be, you know, everything the way it always was, and we have less people to do it, so we have to be more efficient and use the tools that are available to get that. That uh, serving robot, you know, if you had one server in the past that worked five tables, and now you're only having two servers for an entire restaurant, well, that serving robot can bring the food to the tables and that one server who used to only do five tables is now doing 10 and that server that's doing 10 tables now is making more money mm -hmm. you know i mean so it's it's not necessarily a bad thing and we need to look at you know how we're more how we're helping our employees and they're giving better service because they're not worried about going back and forth or right. stuff's they're, coming out to them they're making sure the water's full the yeah. you know refreshments are done they're getting so that stuff, that human that interaction that we still need to have. Yeah, right. we still have to have, yeah. Yeah, we'll never be able to go to complete technology, I would hope, and especially in the hospitality industry. It's just getting rid of the non-human interaction tasks, right? <laughs> Do we really need a human to walk back to the kitchen, grab those plates, and bring it out? No, but we. it's probably better to have a human ask how their meal is instead of a robot voice. <laughs> Absolutely. How'd you like that that impression of a robot? Uh, so, no, I've, I think that's a good point because uh, sometimes, you know, I think people probably get a little uncomfortable with technology because we do think that way. Like, well, will there be any anything left for us to do? Which, absolutely, especially if you do want to show up. Well, we talked about a lot of good stuff, a lot of good technology. If, if you still hate technology after listening to this discussion uh, we can't help you i think <laughs> i'm sorry uh we can't help you then but um definitely a lot of good stuff 
Um, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to anybody um, that works with, you know, Rob or Chris or, or our team at Martin Brothers um, for any questions on any of the things we discussed today. So thank you both for taking the time to stick around and share your insight with our audience. Um, these guys don't live local, so sticking around for this podcast adds on to their day, and we're very appreciative of you for doing that. I won't ask what your walk out song would be. Maybe we can sweet talk Alan into adding it at the end of this podcast <laughs> as a surprise. <laughs> and thank you to everyone listening for your time as well. We look forward to having you join us again because we all know the time you invest in self-development not only increases the trajectory of your success, but the success of those you lead as well. Have a great day. Bye. <laughs>